Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Winners and losers from Saturday's NFL action next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Was the night or day, I guess, before Christmas, and all through the league, we had some sloppy, cold NFL action. Welcome to FFT and Five. I'm Chris Towers here, and I hope Santa brought you guys some playoff wins. Looks like I'm going to be moving on in three of my five leagues. Although, to be fair, we're recording this Saturday night. We still got a quarter of the NFL action for Week 16 left to go, so nothing's written in stone. Nobody's tickets to the playoffs are punched quite yet. But we've got some week 16 winners and losers. I'm here on a solo pod by myself. Just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening all season. And for those of you who celebrate, hope you have a good holiday. For everyone else, hope you have a good Sunday. Hope this week 16 action went well for you. Like it did for George Kittle, who headlines our winners for week 16. He continues to play incredibly well without Debo Samuel. Six catches, 120 yards, two touchdowns on eight targets. This was a classic George Kittle performance. It was a lot of yak. It was a lot of big plays. It was a lot of a guy who looks like one of the best, if not on the right day, the best tight end in football. I know that might be sacrilege to some Travis Kelsey backers, but man, George Kittle, when he's on, he looks just about as good as anyone. He's looked really good the past few weeks. The problem is Debo Samuel is going to return at some point, probably not in week 17, which is the good news because George Kittle is averaging 16 PPR points per game in four games without Debo Samuel this season. It's just, it's night and day the way they use him, the way they, this offense operates without Debo Samuel. He's such an important part of what they do. And when George Kittle gets to be the focal point of the offense, I mean, we've seen it the last few weeks. He can be as good as anyone at the tight end position. So week 17, obvious must start for him. Uh, and yeah, moving forward, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see how we view George Kittle next season. 49ers have some questions, whether they go back to Trey Lance, at quarterback, whether Brock Purdy's playing himself into a long-term job as their starting quarterback, it's going to be fascinating to see. But right now, at least George Kittle looks like a top three tight end for week 17. Another winner, Jahan Dotson. If you're still playing in week 17, he's available on your waiver wire. He's going to be one of the top targets to go out and get six catches for 76 yards and a touchdown. That's three straight good games for him. He got off to a really solid start. Four touchdowns in his first four games, but he got hurt in week four, missed some time, didn't really do much in his first three games back. I think it was just two catches in his first three games. Three games since then, he's been awesome. Double-digit PPR points in every game. Jahan Dotson, someone who really reinforcing the idea that when it comes to rookie wide receivers, patience is key. Now, if you dropped him because he went on IR, can't really blame you for that. But the way he's playing right now, he looks like he's someone who's going to be a real breakout candidate next season. Although, heading into Week 17, Washington does have some questions because Carson Wentz did come in. Taylor Heineke got benched. Not clear who the starter is going to be. So, that's something to keep in mind that's important for Terry McLaurin as well because his target share has been much higher with Taylor Heineke than it was with Carson Wentz. So that'll be something to watch for Week 17. Gardner Minshew, 
looked great playing against the Dallas Cowboys. Had two interceptions. Don't blame him at all for those. I believe both were targeted to Quez Watkins. And both of them, Quez Watkins had a chance to catch, got his hands on the ball, and the Cowboys defenders just kind of took the ball away from him. But other than that, Gardner Minshew was excellent. 355 passing yards. Philadelphia fell just short in their comeback attempt. Uh, 355 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Devontae, or one rushing touchdown. Devontae Smith looked great. Gardner Minshew, if he gets the opportunity to start in week 17, like I expect he will, he's going to be a top 12 quarterback, no doubt about it. And then TJ Hawkinson, nice bounce back performance, 13 catches, 109 yards, two touchdowns. He's another one. Heading into 2023, it's going to be really interesting to see how people view TJ Hawkinson. The pass volume in Minnesota, the target volume for him has been so good since he got there that it's going to be really hard for him not to be a top five tight end. And a couple of losers. You know, it's not really in keeping with the Christmas mood, so we won't spend too much time thinking about the losers. But Geno Smith, one of his worst games of the season, 14.2 PPR or 14.2 points and six point per passing touchdown leagues. DK Metcalf had seven catches for 81. He was pretty good, but nobody else had more than 45. Clearly, this is a team that was missing Tyler Lockett. Marquise Goodwin missed some time. You know, he came into the game with a wrist injury. He missed some time in this one with a wrist injury. No, Fant was dealing with a knee injury coming in. So, you know, fair to wonder if he had a full complement of weapons, even without Tyler Lockett, but not a great game for him. Losers, the the vaunted Lions rush defense. We spent a lot of time this week talking about the Lions rush defense, how good they've been since their week six bye. They've been one of the best rush defenses in the NFL since week seven. Not so much Sunday against Carolina. Carolina, both Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman had over 100 yards in this one. They had over 100 yards in the first half between the two of them. Each of them, excuse me, had 100 plus yards. So not a great game for the Lions rush defense. Not necessarily a team that you're looking to avoid moving forward. And then just another reminder, as last Sunday was, that running backs who don't catch passes, it can be a tricky path forward for them to be very good fantasy options. G.K. Dobbins was the start of the week this week, and he ran the ball pretty well. 59 yards on 12 carries, that's not bad. Right around five yards per carry, That you can't really ask for much more than that. The problem was, didn't have a catch, only had one target, didn't get in the end zone, so... 59 yards, that was all you got from him. And it's really hard with a guy like him, you know, Isaiah Pacheco, Cordero Patterson, guys like that, where if they don't have a passing game role, you really only got one path to a good fantasy performance, and it's through the end zone. And J.K. Dobbins didn't get in there. He's in a bad Ravens offense that hasn't had a lot of opportunities to score touchdowns. They broke a seven-quarter touchdown the streak in this game. So it's not a great game for J.K. Dobbins. And that's going to do it for FFT and 5 on Saturday night slash Sunday morning. Again, for all those of you who celebrate, Merry Christmas for everyone else. Hope you have a great rest of week 16, and we'll see you next week. Bye.